Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And we are going to be talking about the fourth film in a franchise where a man decided to kill scores of people because someone killed his dog. Which I Am Legend? No, no. Sadly, <laughs> we're not going to be talking about I Am Legend today, even though there is a sequel in the works, which I'm sure David is extremely excited about um even though nobody else yeah. but will smith is probably excited about that uh it's john wick 4 we're talking about the action installment to the epic franchise that was not a good way to word that but we're gonna keep going uh, Mom. that premiered in theaters a few weeks ago david and i have both had the chance to see it live in living color in person and we both in thought new it was great. york yeah, we, nope, that's not true. We both live in Missouri and have not left Missouri um, to watch John Wick 4. So David was just sharing false information, like his name was Newsmax. Anyway, mm. let's well. talk about this movie. We'll break it down. We'll give a franchise rating, and we'll have some spoilery comments in the second half of the episode. So if you haven't seen the film and you don't want that spoiled for you, you got to skip that. But if you haven't seen this film, what are you doing with your life? What are you what doing? What other things could occupy your meaningless existence? What other things existence? could occupy your existence? Why wouldn't you just pay the money to see John Wick for? Do it. Do you want happiness? Would you Do like it. to have a good time? Do you enjoy Do watching things that are good and pleasing to the eyes? Do it. Then go watch this movie. Pay for it. Like an American should. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Is that the best intro I've ever done? Uh, some people are saying. Some are saying. Some yeah. are saying. Some are saying. I, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it a lot. Every time I go out, I'm hearing it. David, mm. John Wick 4, first of all, when did you see it? Where did you see it? And what was your watch experience like? Oh, a lot of questions. So I'll just take it one at a time. Uh, when did I see it? Um, let's see. Last Friday. Ooh. Yeah, last Friday. So last Ooh. day of March. Um, saw it. Uh, saw it at the hangar. We just went ahead and just went to the hangar. Man, that's I, a movie theater, not an actual airplane hangar for non. Oh, that's folks. true. That's true. It's it's tough. You know, it's like, oh, could I go to St. Joe and and see the bigger screen, a little bit nicer. But when tickets are like ten bucks, it's really just tempting to uh, to do it, and we did. So, hanger, and I enjoyed it. I um, movie didn't feel three hours to me. I was entertained, um, and I, I really liked it. You, you know, it helped my experience. So, the hanger has arcade games, and obviously, with any arcade game, you can win tickets. But they have something there where you can win prizes, and po- some of that prizes is like two hundred tickets for a free medium popcorn. 250 tickets for a free medium drink. And so Sophie and I went there about an hour ahead of time, won some tickets pretty quickly because we're cracked. And then we got a free medium popcorn. So that kind of wow. helped the experience because Bill was a little cheaper. But uh, no, I enjoyed it. Um, good experience. Although, oh my goodness, dude, somebody answered their phone during the movie. Did you kill them like John Wick would have? We thought about it. <laughs> it was like a 60 year old man and the phone rang and he's like yeah i'm at the movies and the, we're like i heard like three people sigh and then sophie like laughed she's like she's like there's no way this is real 
I, oh, yeah, I, I, I was blown away. Oh my god, they should shoot that man into the sun. That's so. That's literally like of all the terrible things you could do in a movie theater to disrupt other people's viewing experiences. Answering the phone, the the audacity. Quite honestly, I couldn't believe you imagine it. <laughs> answering a phone call I, in a movie theater. I could not believe it, dude. It, and it was like not like that important. You could hear the guy talking, and they're talking about like the field or something. Like I don't even know farmers. They're probably talking about the weather. Yeah, and then there was one other guy. Anything, something cool would happen. He'd be like, "Hit!" Like just like a little short laugh, and I thought that was kind of funny. Like, dude just <laughs> got great. beheaded, and you know that laugh. But no, it was a good experience. Besides that, um, yeah, theater was by Caffel, so it wasn't like it like jam packed, uncomfortable. But there was some space, so yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was a good time for sure. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, I saw it opening weekend because I am not a wimp because um, mm. I care about films. Come on. Uh, and I watched it um, with another friend and we saw it on an average size screen in a packed movie theater. Mm. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, there were people clapping. We were laughing. Um, we were, you know, Crying. cheering. Uh, I I may have done a couple of a couple of just you know. Did you cry on this movie or no? Um, no, I kind of no. I didn't really. I, I these movies don't really make me super emotional except for the yeah. first one. In, in the wow. first one, when the dog does the little whimper, and then you you see that the dog has you know moved its injured, mortally wounded body and limped across the room so it could lay next to john and die if you don't tear up a little bit you're not human like i don't yeah that's that's tough that's right i don't know how i'm i'm getting emotional thinking about it right now yeah um but no this this was just exactly what i was looking for out of this viewing experience it was uh, a kind of noisy theater but not so that you couldn't hear the dialogue which you know (laughs) there's not a lot of (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) consequences yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know that everybody seemed to really enjoy it so I, I also really enjoyed it uh i i'm not gonna ask you to rank it we'll do that later after we have some spoiler conversations but i am gonna throw some action franchises at you and i was originally gonna have you rank them but now i'm just gonna have you say gut reaction john wick franchise better or worse than this franchise terminator See, that's for me, like one of the only, that's one, that might be the only one where I, I don't know for sure. You Terminator gotta, 1 and 2 are iconic. Plant a flag. You, 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 need, an, you need an answer. Plant a I'm gonna flag, say, David. I'm going to say Terminator with okay. 1 and 2 with just its icon and how it's carried to this day and the, the quotes and the copycats. Like Terminator 2 is 1 and 2 have carried. I, I think peak Terminator, like the peak that the Terminator movies hit is higher than anything that John Wick movies have hit. However, they are more consistent, which is what That's kind true. of the point of this exercise is. Die Hard. John Wick. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Rambo. This one should have taken less time than Die Hard. John Wick. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Lethal Weapon. I... Th- there's a caveat in mine. I'm going to say John Wick, but I haven't seen every lethal weapon. Okay. 
I understand that. So that that might kind of falter my answer there. Mm-hmm. The the thing about John Wick is I don't even know if if the best John Wick film is better than the best film in each of these franchises. Lethal Weapon two, I would say probably I would take that over any John Wick movie. Rambo First Blood Part one. I don't know. I it's about even. Terminator 2, I would take over a John Wick movie. Die Hard, I would probably take over a John Wick movie. However, the gap between the quality in your favorite and your least favorite John Wick movie, no matter what order you put them in, is way less than the gap of quality between the other franchises. I think this is the outside of superhero content, most consistent action film franchise we've ever had. Every single one is at least good to great. Yep. Yeah. The, the the story's consistent, flows from one to the next. The actors are consistent. The 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 directing, um, that's even huge. Of like, Jurassic Park, you have the an oldies and you have new. Where like the director does one and they call it good, and then someone else picks it up, and then for the third round they're like, no, we need to come back and we need to finish this. Or, um, you know, they do one, two, and three, and they're like, I'm done. And then someone else tries to pick it up and continue right. it. Like we've seen we've right. seen that a lot. But like John Wick, like. It's been consistent through four movies. Chad Stahelski. I was okay. Chad Stahelski has done one, two, three, and four. That is the, the the direction, the plot, the direction of all of this has been consistent, and that helps it. The movies just in itself, but then mm-hmm. you just throw Keanu Reeves like actually learning this hand to hand combat in. Um, jiu-jitsu kung fu whatever you want to call it like he does probably so many different types of hand-to-hand combat in these movies that it's like it's impressive it's really impressive mm-hmm. uh i would also say that um the the other aspects of the movie stay at the same if not better quality obviously the stunt work chad stahelski former stuntman for keanu reeves it's how they met him and his directing partner david leach who co-directed the first one and then has kind of moved shifted into more of um an executive producer role as David Leach has gone on to direct his own films, Atomic Blonde, the best among them. Um, They're consistent in, in the stunt work that they know what good stunts are. They know how to keep their stunt actors safe, but they know what looks good. They know what's going to work and they're not relying on CGI for the most part. Um, Also the cinematography in these movies is downright gorgeous. Most action films kind of look like this bland gray blob um, and they're afraid to kind of use colors and they don't really do a whole lot. Or there's ones that are stylized that focus way too much on that aspect and forget that you also need to have good action. (laughs) I mean, truly the cinematography in John Wick 4 is I think the best in the franchise and it's beautiful. Yeah, Like the the set pieces are beautiful. You think of the Berlin uh, club with the waterfall, the Osaka continental um, with all the lights and the flowers, you know, uh, even, even the sun sunrise duel in, in Paris was, was great. Really these movies look, they look better than every other action movie and they have better action than every other action movie. Mm. Yeah. Specific. I mean, even that Osaka continental, like it was just, I love when, which um, I'm, Blade Runner 2049 did this a little bit. I love when it's dark and rainy and then like the neon lights are like shining through the dark and mm-hmm. the rain. Like that's just a beautiful contrast. And I think they, 
I mean, they couldn't have overused it enough in this, but they used it a lot and it was, it worked for me every time because it was just mm-hmm. really satisfying um, to the eyes. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed even that scene specifically because of the visuals. So in a different way, but in the same vein, I think Mission Impossible is also kind of doing this, but they don't use the neon set pieces as much. They're more, it's more of a naturalistic sort of cinematography. They're, they're more focused on like huge, vast landscapes, mm. um, which is not exactly what's going on in John Wick. But that is the other, I think, I think it, there's, there's two great action franchises going right now. It's John Wick and it's Mission Impossible. And both of those are because of, I, I think, a, an aging but beloved star um, who has made it clear that this is just what they want to do now with their life in Keanu Reeves and in Tom Cruise yep. and a director or, you know, um, develop because Kaczynski um, is, has been in and out of the Mission Impossible franchise and you know, they've, they've had uh, Christopher McQuarrie has also helped with that as well. I think he's now Cruz's main guy. So it's those connections between Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves and Chad Stahelski that, that make these star vehicles so great. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I'm just really glad that we're living in a time when this is happening, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and even like, you, go ahead. What's sorry. cool about these two movies is they know what they're good at and they use it the heck out of it. Like, they, they have found something that works for these movies and they're using it and using it well. And um, I think that's just the perfect thing to do. Like you, you found a strength and right. Don't fix it if it ain't broke um, and it's working. And, you know, I don't have in front of me what one through three has made, but this movie's gross $250 million worldwide. Um, and so, and that's the fourth fourth movie of it. So that's a quarter of a million dollars is pretty impressive. And so um, And it's in a stacked and I cannot overstate this enough, stacked time for movies. There have been a lot, a lot of releases coming out. I mean, Dungeon the Dungeons and Dragons movie made forty million. Scream Six was released right before this and had one of the biggest horror opening weekends of all time. You know, yeah. this is this is a movie that you know, it's it's not just alone on an island and it's making money because there's no other movies to go watch. There are other movies to go watch, but people are going yeah. to see this. David, before we jump into the spoiler conversations and, and before I ask you for a star rating, do you remember how you saw the first John Wick film? Um, or did you start with one or did you start with two or three? So I honestly didn't watch these until recently college being recently um and i think i was home in branson for like winter break or summer break and i watched one two and three like boom 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 um for the first time so it's kind of nice like seeing them all <clears throat> together um but yeah watched it on i think it was on hbo i think they've been on hbo for a while now haven't they yeah they they jumped around a little bit they're on hbo for a long long time so i think that's just it just streaming uh, back to back to back is how i watched it I remember being super excited when the first one came out in 2014, uh, but I was 14. Couldn't necessarily convince my parents to drive and take me to that movie. Wasn't really their type of movie they wanted to watch. So I had to wait until it came out to rent. And I think I rented it on Amazon Prime 
um, one night in high school when I was, I, I don't even remember what I was doing. I rented it mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, so this is movies. This is cinema. <laughs> like I remember the nightclub fight, uh, specifically the part in the first one, which I'm sure you remember this too, where he grabs the guy by his beard, yanks him down to the table and then pops him in the head twice. And I was like, you can do that? Like, <laughs> I, I, whoa, action. Yeah. 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 Like, this is great. And I was just hooked from there. So each installment, um, I, I think I, I saw three in theaters. So I've seen three and four in theaters. I didn't see two in theaters. Um, also, I know, I know, I know the whole double tap rule. But dude would be done twice as fast if he just had one does, bolt to the he head. He does love an overkill. Yeah, he he. The problem is he aims. He I, and I I don't get in gunfights, so I don't know if this is just a thing people do. But he yeah. seems to shoot a guy eleven times in the gut and is like, all right, there goes the head. So he's done. Yeah, you know, it it does seem like it would be faster. I don't know if that's never works. Elongating scenes or or what. Um, but. But I, I was just hooked instantly, and they've ratcheted up the excitement in in each installment. Um, I would say, probably to the point of now, I think it's self aware. They're like they just know that this is just kind of ridiculous, but they're going to keep doing it. Um, but I, I like it because it's not necessarily the self referential where it's a joke. Now this is still serious. They take this movie seriously and the action seriously. Mm-hmm. They know yeah. it's ridiculous. They know that the set pieces are ridiculous, but they're not filming them in a comedic way. And this is the perfect example of how to ramp up a franchise while still staying true to the core that you set, which is the world that they built, the continental, the rules that mm-hmm. apply in, in this secret order of assassins, the high table versus a franchise that doesn't do that well, like fast and furious where they're just like, well, we got to do something crazier. Let's, you know, have them have a weapon that can track anybody anywhere on the planet instantly. And, oh my God, that's not crazy enough. Well, let's have Dominic Toretto jump off of a moving um, Dodge charger and catch a woman over the middle of an overpass and fall and land on his back on the windshield of another charger and not die. And that's not crazy enough space. Yeah. And uh, in the next one, are they going to travel back in time? Like, I don't know, but they ratcheted up the craziness, but they yeah. didn't keep the story components good mm-hmm. and you lose it where John Wick is not that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's simple. First yeah, John Wick. Killed my dog. I'm going to kill everybody that was involved. Second John Wick. Crap. I got back into the assassin world. Now I owe this guy a blood oath. So I have to do what he says. Now I have to kill him too. Third one. I broke the rules of our secret order. Everybody on the planet is trying to kill me. Fourth one. Everybody on the planet is still trying to kill me. But if I kill this one guy, nobody can kill me anymore yeah truly it's yeah not hard to understand print money just print it just start printing it which is what they've done they printed money like you said 250 million dollars already in about two and a half weeks yeah being open all right david before we get down into the spoiler conversations you and I, avid lovers of Letterboxd, we got to rate every single movie we see because we suck as people. One to five stars. 
What do you give in this? Four. Four Same to five. That's what, what I gave it. And I added the heart. I liked it. So. Me too. That, I that also added, liked it. There you go. I'd say I, uh, it's yeah. on the high end of the four to the four and a half for me. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's smack dag right at the four. I, I like it right there. So, okay. um, yeah. And, of course, we'll talk. We'll get into that now, kind of why, either high or lower four. So, yep. Spoiler alert ahead. If you have not seen John Wick Chapter 4 yet and you want to, without knowing everything that happens, exit the podcast now. All right. What'd you like about it? What'd you like about John Wick 4? Um, LOL, the action scenes. Um, <laughs> we, we, we're going to get into this in the future of this podcast. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, but my <laughs> favorite, one of my favorite scenes, and I was just like blown away by, was that overhead shot of the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, dude, it's, you never realize it until you're like halfway through the sequence. You're like, wait, this they has been one cut. shot. Yeah. yeah. This has been one shot, and he's like, he shot 14 people by now and ducked through this doorway and rolled and stepped. Like, this has been all one take. And I, I want to know how many times it took them to get this um, because mm-hmm. that had to be so just tedious and careful because I, yeah, I was very impressed. Um, and even down to like, obviously, he wasn't actually shooting them with an incendiary, but like, like you, you have one you know, thing go wrong and it doesn't spark the way it's supposed to. You got to restart the entire scene. Like, so I, that specifically just as a whole, um, I love that. One other thing I'll mention, dude, we talked about this with Creed three, Bill Skarsgård almost like, I was almost more excited to see Bill Skarsgård on screen than I was Keanu Reeves. Cause mm-hmm. I thought he was such a good fit for that role. He's a, and he's a great villain, great villain. He looked clean. Like every scene had a different suit on and like, He's like one of those bad guys. Like you want to, you're like, he's like kind of cool, even though you want to like, you're not supposed to like him as the villain. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like when he was on the screen. I, I really didn't have any issues with. I, I thought just about every sequence I saw from Bill Skarsgård, including the final one, because that's funny as heck. Um, I, I liked it. So those are two probably my favorite things uh, mm-hmm. from this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna echo the the actions sequences i think this is some of the most ambitious and best stunt work i've seen in a film mm-hmm. that doesn't um star tom cruise or isn't mad max Fury road um those are kind of the two <laughs> the two benchmarks i guess for 21st century action filmmaking and yeah it's it, some of the sequences i was just while watching i was like how are they doing this yeah like the whole i how i do not understand anything that's going on right now like how they made this um and and like I mentioned before, the cinematography, this film was beautiful to look at. Yeah. Uh, it, there was clear care put into the lighting and the set decoration for for all of the sequences. Um, and I, I, and like you talked about uh, Bill Skarsgård's character, which I'm going to now attempt to give the French pronunciation uh, of what his character is supposed to be, even though I... I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm gonna get this right. Marquis so. de Gramont. Yeah, the Marquis de Gramont <laughs> or something. I don't know. He, yeah, he was always wow. looking stylish wow. as hell in his outfits. Um, of course, you got John Wick in the suits, which is great. Yeah. I love that he just wears a suit, even though it'd be way better if he just wore like joggers. 
and a hoodie, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I guess they don't make bulletproof joggers in the suits that he has are bulletproof. I also love um, Clancy Brown, who was the the har the harbinger, who was like kind of the right hand guy for the the marquee who was observing the table's rules or whatever. That guy's voice mm. is just it's like butter. Like every time I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, this guy should just talk a lot more. Yeah. Like he's got this this nice deep rich voice. Um, yeah, I, and I thought like the some of the characters that they introduced. Donnie Yen was fantastic as Kane. He's so cool. He's yeah. every time I see him in a movie, I think, oh my gosh, this guy is so cool. Uh, yep. Rogue One was the peak of that. And then um, Mr. Nobody, Shamir Anderson, the guy with the dog. Great. What a great addition. I, I, yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. I love the dog being in there because now you get John Wick and a dog again. Dogs yep. obviously central to these movies. Yeah. I just thought that was fantastic. Uh, the only I, thing that hurt my rating a little bit, and I think you'll probably agree on this, it did feel a little long. And some of the non-action sequences, you're kind of just like, "All right, can we skip? Like, skip? Yeah. Like, I know we're about to have a big fight. Let's just let's just get to it. Like, I know he's at the Osaka Continental. We're gonna have a huge fight here. Yeah. I don't need you to do the slow conversations the whole time. Yeah, like it. It never felt rushed. But a couple scenes, I was like, okay. I understand, but come on, like, let's, yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely one thing. I think the other thing that I was not a huge fan of, which, you know, this is just a, a, a risk with a movie like this. For some reason, every once in a while with these action scenes, I was watching, like, the guys that John Wick was fighting. And there were a couple times, like, the one of the guys he was fighting, the stuntman, was, like, very clearly, like, slipping and like reacting to his punch so that by the time he punched again, John Wick could turn around and hit him, you know? So there's yeah. like a couple of times I was like that. I just happened to notice that. And I wish I had, you know, kind of thing. Um, but that's tough. Again, you and I look for that, that stuff now where we probably yeah. didn't before, but now like I know how movies are made. So I'm kind of looking at like, Oh yeah, that guy's yeah. clearly like spinning he, like, flops into the wall. You know, yeah. I was like, Oh, that, oh, that guy's you know. clearly spinning before he hits because the spin takes up enough time to where they, the main guy can react. And yeah, I understand what you're saying. But again, I mean, you have 15 guys attacking one on this. It's timing's got to be perfect. And you know, they're human that you're not going to have a perfect movie, but so there's a couple things like that. But um, yeah, back to what I did like. Any scene that Kane, Mr. Nobody, and um, Wick was in, that when they went to the – Are you talking – They played the, about the, the, the poker hand with, with that guy. What yeah, was even the, his name? The, the, Berlin, the Berlin Club, um, right? When they, when they, yeah, when they all showed up, I was like, this is so, – Yeah, it was the Berlin Club. Killer. That scene was so funny to me. Um, mm -hmm. and really just anytime that trio was on screen, I was really impressed and yeah, it's good stuff. This movie's really good. Yeah. I, I, of the three hour almost runtime, um, I think, gosh, what would you say? Like two hours and 15 minutes or just straight up action. Like it's, it's nuts. It's gotta be at least two hours of just, they're literally just, you're like, no way this yeah. sequence is 15 minutes. It is. I mean, the last, uh, there, there is 10, the last 10 actual minutes of the movie are not necessarily an action sequence, although they kind of are. But up until that point, I think there's an hour of just straight, just straight action. Like there's yeah. just scene to scene, sequence to sequence, cutting simultaneously. That is one thing 
I wasn't a fan of. I it was kind of funny to me, but the stair fight kind of got long for me. Really? Oh, I had yeah. the opposite reaction. I thought it was like hilarious. He, he finally got up, and that took a while. And then he gets like knocked all the way back down. And I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. He gets up, and he gets like knocked all the way back down again. And I was like, okay, like, come on, you know what I mean? I get so. That. I get that. But the very the initial time him rolling back all the way back down the hill, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is." <laughs> he just got yeah. up there, you know. He finally yeah. got up there. Sophie, yeah. I heard her whisper, "Like, dude, just stop rolling." <laughs> and I thought that was funny too. Um, yeah, but uh, I I thought the stir fight was great because it was like classic Marx Brothers like physical comedy, but also just great action filmmaking. And yeah. then you have Donnie Yen's character show up, Kane, and Kane was just the. Kane who had the cane sword. That cane yeah. sword was sick. Every time yeah. he put, like, he kick a guy to the ground and pull it out, and just like in two seconds, do five <laughs> stabs yeah. to the guy. I I don't understand. And Donnie Yen is um sixty. By wow. the way, so, I did not know that. Yeah, um, he he is sixty. I, I he's just he's great. It's it's fantastic. Um, I also before we talk about ranking the sequences. Hiroki Sanada, who you may not recognize the name, but he is um, a very famous Japanese actor who's in a lot of action movies. He was the head of the Continental in Osaka. He yeah. was also great. Uh, as soon as he showed up in this movie, I was like, oh, this guy's about to do some cool ass stuff. And he yeah. did. And he did. And so did his daughter, um, uh, Akira which is obviously named after the very famous anime film. Um, yeah. So is it, am I thinking of Scott Atkins who was, um, that's, he was the was big guy. Mar Marquis bodyguard. Like the, mm. his main, his like main guy that fought. No, no, Scott Atkins was killer was the huge, huge guy. He was wearing a fat suit. Oh, oh, okay. Who was like his, let me look. I can't. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's he was like, Chidi Marco Zoror, probably. Because I thought I thought he did a really good job. Like he was like the guy that always yeah. was in the way and kind of the top yeah, he dog. Was the and guy consistently there. Yeah, I like I, I liked him especially in this movie. But no, it was really really good all around. Um, I mean, it was I a think lot of fun. It was so much. Fun. A couple of a couple of old faithfuls. Lawrence Fishburne did good as always. He's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, like his most iconic line is like get this man, man somebody get this gun. man a gun yeah but uh yeah he did good and of course lance riddick uh rest in peace but really did he, actually of, this is this is this the most he's kind of been involved in a john wick movie um well i mean he's pretty he's involved a lot in three in, in one and two that's true with the, the concierge part in three yeah. he fights with john wick at the end that's right he'll take right. out the tables like bodyguards wearing wearing body armor um yeah. But yeah honestly his like i i didn't expect it his death was kind of su surprising to me yeah and it, it really was a, it was a little emotional because you know he actually did pass away before this movie was released um mm -hmm. so that that kind of which that's not their fault but that was kind of like Ugh, and it kind of took you out of the movie for a little bit because you were like oh my mm -hmm. gosh um but uh, there's nothing they could do to control that but like would would you want it any other way? Because if he's alive, like, how do you how do we go about this? What do we do? But like, he you he got like an honor, he got like an honorable death on screen. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I understand it. I don't even have a problem with the choice they made. It's just when it happened, it was like, like two ah, days later. Yeah, mm, yeah, because it had just happened. You know, they'd just been yeah. announcing it. I, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, all right, he, as as always, good job for him. We're gonna rank now the major action set pieces, um, mm. David. I think it'll be more fun if we have to agree on them. Uh, okay. So, so I think we should do that. Um, so we have the the sequences Ooh. that I've written down. The these are the tough, desert, bro. The desert sequence, the fight at the Osaka Continental, the Berlin Dance Club, the Arc de Triomphe, which is the giant roundabout in Paris um, where they're fighting, the mansion overhead shot that you've already talked about, and then we've also talked about the aforementioned stair fight. So let's let's go bottom to top as we always do with this i think clear last place is the desert sequence just because it's not yeah. near as long and it's yep. really just him on a horse shooting guys which we've kind of already seen in, in yeah. this movie so yeah, all right i would agree with that next i this so this top we're, five we're when stopped. i tell we're you stopped. it's insane how the the sequence that we're gonna put in fifth place is so unbelievably cool that it's just I can't believe I have to do this to myself. Do you want me to say between the top the, between it's the two that I think are five, and we can decide yes. see if it's Go the ahead. same? I think the battle for fifth is either Osaka, Osaka Continental or Arc de Triomphe. Mm, okay, uh, so I think it's the stair fight or the Berlin Dance Club. So this is gonna really? be difficult. All right. Um, of the two that you mentioned, I am more partial to the Osaka Continental, and there is one reason that I like that fight more. Uh, well, two reasons. First of all, aforementioned Akira, the part when she stabs the one guy um, in the leg and then climbs up his body with the knives on the stairs. That's true. Was so unbelievably cool. The second mm. part... Okay, three. I lied. There's three reasons. The second one, the Donnie and Kitchen scene where that's true by the way i haven't mentioned it yet his character is blind in this film and they utilize that so well but he was like sets up the kind of i guess you call them doorbells essentially they go i thought they were i don't know if they were bombs or what they were i I thought they were bombs they're motion sensors he sets those up and then kills guys um and that's kind of our introduction to his character being so awesome and then third is akira has a bow and if you know anything about Nathan English, you know that Nathan English yeah, yeah, loves yeah, yeah, it when yeah. someone effectively uses a bow in film. And if Nathan's playing a video game and there is an option to use a bow as a weapon, even if that option is stupid and not even good, I will still do it because bows are cool. So that's why, for me, the Osaka Continental is better. Let's, let's do stair fights. Really? Yeah, I actually... When I thought about it, I was like, I mean, it was like funny, but like all of these other sequences either were the lighting or the these sequences that you just mentioned or the the, the way it was filmed. I think I like better than the stair fight, which is interesting because I think the stair fight is the most ambitious of all of them in mm. a way. But and longest, it, it's it's yeah, and probably the longest, <laughs> and it still works for me, but it just doesn't work as well as some of the other ones. So yeah. next, next, I think I would agree with you and go Arc de Triomphe here. Um, right. Yeah. Are, you, are you willing to put that next? I think that it's just, yeah. Yeah. 
It, I, yeah, I really it, enjoyed it, but that's the one where the CGI is kind of getting you a little bit because you're like, all right, they're not actually there. Um, mm. There's some of the holes there. However, fun things about that, they utilize the car so well. I that mean, was another like like a throwing action people com- into cars. comedy. The yes. action comedy, you know what I mean? Like just so people kept funny. getting hit. Yeah. Yes, and guys would get hit out of nowhere. And then when the dog started doing it and you thought the dog was going to die because it got thrown into a car – and every, literally everybody in the theater went, <gasps> and then when yeah. the dog got up, we were all like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I think that was some of the best comedy in the film was that sequence. Yeah, I, I, they usually, they utilized it well, both in that and the stair fight, I thought of like, it didn't seem forced, but it was like, that was actually really funny. Good job, you know. Okay. Uh, two, we have the same two, because I know what our number one is. Wait, what's three? Didn't we already we didn't decide three? three. It's, oh, we have okay. we have Osaka, yeah. Berlin, Mansion, and oh, should between we, those three, Osaka, Osaka, Berlin, and Mansion. Osaka next. Yeah, I think so. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm playing. I'm playing these three back in my head. That's why I'm like, yeah, you're buffering. To think of it. I think the Osaka yeah. one's cool. We get the confrontation, um, you know, between. Gosh, now I'm forgetting the character's name, so I have to look it up. Uh, Shimuzu and uh, Kane. Which is which is really cool, um, and you know you get the get the bows and arrows, we get the samurai swords. But these other two are like otherworldly action set pieces for me. Um, so I, I just I think that even though this one's great, it has to be third. Are we are we in agreement on this? Who, what's one and what's two? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Number two is Berlin Dance Club. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the waterfall. Um, the use of water in this is fantastic. The fact that I love that this is a constant John Wick movies. We have to have him killing people in an area where everybody is dancing and they have to, for most of it, not even understand what's going on. So they're just going all out. Yeah. I I just, oh oh my, it's so beautiful. Also the way that he kills Killa in this scene is so brutal, but so funny. Yeah. Um, was it doesn't kill us like why don't you die? And then he <laughs> yeah. like throws him off down the stairs or you know. Yeah, and he like lands directly on top of his head. Oh, it's, it's so I, good. I have a question for you because these I think all four of these movies do this. Does it bother you that like no one in the dance club reacts? Like they no, can't because... see people being shot and stuff like that? Or you think that's part of like the comedy of the movie? Well, it's I think one, it's part of the comedy of the movie. Two, they in this one, they do actually start to react. But three, those people are doing ecstasy. They're on huh. so many drugs at that point. That's true. They're, I mean, they're dancing in a waterfall club, like on concrete, you know, That's and fair. just listening Barefoot, to just I think. EDM. Yeah. And so they're they're not. They're, those people are on drugs. All right. So I, I, I can suspend my disbelief good. and think that, yeah. That's they're, true. They're, they're okay. Um, and number one, the number one sequence, the best sequence in – and John Wick Four, it's the overhead, the mansion overhead, the dragon's breath scene with the shotgun. Uh, it just kept going. I was like, "Oh, we're done now. We're gonna switch back." And there's a couple of times where the camera actually comes down from overhead, yeah. and then they push it back up again. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I I want to know how long this is. I don't know if we have an answer. Yeah. 
that is going to be i think i think that that and the stair fight are going to be the youtube clips where people are like i got 15 minutes let me just get on youtube and look up john wick mansion fight and i'll just watch this for for 10 15 minutes also it has the thing with the dog where john wick doesn't shoot mr nobody but decides to shoot chidi who's threatening to kill his dog and then mm-hmm. mr nobody's like respect because you saved my dog and now i'm not gonna kill you that's fan- we're great it's great yeah it's, it's yeah we were waiting for that to want. happen and they started playing the music they played the music from the original club fight in one they played the music from two it, it, it so i was like oh my god here's this sequence i remember exactly what music was playing at this time and they played that score again during this scene it's everything i wanted in john wick if i was to show somebody what john wick is as a franchise i think i would show them that sequence mm. that's that's really good yeah uh, that it yeah i i think the most it's i i yeah <laughs> i don't even know it was just i don't know how they because you can always have like one shots of like you know before sunrise when these two people are simply walking and just yeah. memorizing the script talking back and forth yeah but you have like stunt guys and you have these time shots and it's like action scenes and choreography and, and, and a dog you have like to ha- how do you do this no idea. It just blows me away. And so my just stumble through words is how I feel about that scene. Because I was just blown away. I was really impressed. Yeah, that's the one where, like like you said, two, I think a minute to two minutes in, you're like, holy crap, we haven't cut yet. And then it keeps going you're like, oh my God. Oh my God, they did it again. Oh my God, they're still coming. There's still more. There's still more happening. There's still more bad guys. Like he's still, he's picked, because at first he doesn't even pick up the shotgun. And you're like, oh no, That's he's true. just gonna try to fight all these guys with the and then he picks up the shotgun. You're like, yes, and then he keeps using it. Oh, it's so good. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. I felt like I was floating when I was watching this. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. I um I'm sorry, I'm looking at like articles. I'm like just trying to learn a little bit more about it. I'm not seeing a uh, how long it was, because I do want to see like how long in the in that did that take but um yeah i want to talk a little bit about two more things and you may have more the 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 eiffel tower situation right in in this universe of the eiffel tower being used and then like the very final sequence Mm -hmm. i thought those are two pretty big points and like kind of a fun take on what the eiffel tower is used for you know what i mean yeah i think that um this they they have a great way of in these films of taking iconic monuments and being like, actually, this is where assassins hang out. Like obviously the New York Mm -hmm. continental is the very famous flat iron building in New York city. And yeah, just using the Eiffel tower, I thought was, I thought was a great touch. Um, I also watched a movie not that two days ago with the Eiffel tower feature prominently as well. Um, was not Mm -hmm. near as good as John wick for, uh, which is murder mystery Two. Golly, I uh, spent an hour and a half of my life doing that. Uh, that makes me sad. But yeah, uh, last. Did you sequence. like? Did you did you like the ASMR radio? Yes, I I did, did enjoy okay. that part. Um, I just thought that was that was great. Yeah, so just doing the call outs, obviously, for where John Wick is, which mm-hmm. I thought was very clever, just a way for them to involve, you know, kind of break up some of the tension a little bit, uh, break yeah. up some of the action, but um, keep you engaged. I thought that was good. Last sequence. I knew he hadn't shot at the end 
Yeah, I was like, I don't think he did. Last one, I was like, he didn't shoot. And so when he does, it's so satisfying. That was such a satisfying kill. My question to you is, and I think this is what you want to talk about, is John Wick actually dead? Okay. I don't know if I have a for sure answer, but I'll I'll say here's my gut reaction, and then if you can do some convincing. I kind of hope he is. Because I kind of want this to like I want the series to, to end on a good note. You know what I mean? And you know what my worry is? Is like They're going to keep stretching ra- out and eventually they're going to make a bad one. Some random director is going to come along and say, actually, he didn't die. And then it's like different direction. and di- You know what I mean? How that just sequel, sequel, sequel nowadays. You know, and so there may not be a way around it because even if he did die, the a next director could be like, he actually had a kid who's just mm-hmm. as good as, you know, yeah. But again, who's to say that this same director can't make another good one? You know, so maybe I could be convinced. But part of me is like, let's end on a good note. It was four really good movies. Let's hang it up, you know. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? So in all the lead up to the film, um, they were pretty open about this being the last one. Keanu was pretty much publicly said like, yeah, this is it. We're done. We are not mm. doing John Wick after this. Um, John Wick 4 is the end right now. And then the film made what 80 90 million dollars on its opening weekend and they were like yeah. uh, well we might actually make more of these um yeah so i i don't know i think he's dead for right now i think he should stay dead the things that we have we know in the meantime i don't did you watch the end credit sequence no because you're looking at me with a blank face okay um the end credit sequence is essentially just akira um following kane donnie yen's character Looks like she wants to get her revenge, right? She wants to kill him. So that mm. could potentially be another movie. And then we've had it announced there is in development a John Wick universe film starring Ana de Armas as the ballerina. Um, and she will, so she will play an assassin who is in the, I don't remember the name of the family that John Wick is from, but in that same family, obviously mm. in three, you see the sequence in the, in the ballet house. Um, so she will be doing that and that's directed by a different person, but it's set in the John Wick universe. I think they left it open, obviously by not doing a whole funeral sequence and just showing a gravestone, but I kind of hope he stays dead too. I think that this was a good final ending for him. Um, and he got to go out on his own terms and, you know, they have the shot of him next to his wife. Um, you know, their, their gravestones together. I think it should be it. Yeah. Now, that being said, if they make John Wick 5, I'm going to go watch it. That's the <laughs> well, problem, yeah. is I know myself, and I'm not going to be like, oh, no, they should have ended the franchise. I'm not going to see this. I, I will be mm-hmm. there opening weekend. So, And I don't think they'll make another John Wick movie if Stahelski isn't involved. He's, uh, he's the one who created this franchise. He's the shepherd of it. He is over it. I don't think anything happens without him. Um, so I think he has to he has to be the one to make it for it to go through. So, What's more uh, likely? Let's say John Wick's not dead. A John Wick movie without Chad Stahelski or a John Wick movie without Keanu Reeves? The universe exploding? I <laughs> You think it, it's um, equal? Like if both, I think it's if pretty both equal. aren't in okay. I think probably the more likely is Stahelski just because you can't make a John Wick movie without Keanu. Like you can't really, you shouldn't yeah. make it without Stahelski because He's, then it's not going to be as good. But well, you, you can't recast John Wick. Yeah. 
So, yeah. And John Wick supposedly features in this ballerina movie as well. He's okay. going to be in a couple of sequences. So, it's it's in we the don't time. Know. It's in the John Wick time. Okay. Yeah, I it, it's but I think I think it is it may even be before one. We don't know. It's when John Wick is supposed to be alive. Um so it it gotcha. takes place before the end of 4 from what I understand. Um something to note. Old Keanu's only getting older. You know what I mean? He can be limited. So I wonder if it's an appearance of like he won't maybe do as much. Or maybe at 60, this man's just going to be balling hey, out. Because Tom Cruise is still doing it, you know. He, it's true. he might He might do it too. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. What I will say is that, that this ballerina movie seems great to me in the fact that I just recently saw No Time to Die for the first time a couple of months ago and was shocked and disgusted and disappointed that Ana de Armas was only in like 10 minutes of that movie because she was by far the best part of that movie and it wasn't even close. She's so funny and she's very good action star. Like, yeah, you, very you, good. You're finally getting your wish. I know, so, I remember after, see, after seeing The Gray Man, you're like, why can't we just get an Ana de Armas, you know, exactly. s- special agent movie and we're going to get it. We need an... We need more action movies in general. We don't just get a lot of non-superhero, non-sci-fi action movies. We need more of those. But we need more of them starring talented female actresses. Um, I'm still waiting for Atomic Blonde 2, David Leach. I was promised Atomic Blonde 2. <laughs> Give me That's another tea. Charlize Theron spy movie. I, I like tea. We, we love them. Yeah. yeah. And I, if I... Okay. If I pitched you right now, I said, David... You can pick any any actress in Hollywood to star in a John Wick style action movie. Who are you taking? Because Andre Armas is probably close to the top of the list, but who are you taking? Yeah, I'd say she's up there. Um, oh, just cycling through really fast. I can't say really Halle Berry because she's already made an appearance. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Bro, you caught me off guard. There's so many females. Actors, so many female that? actors. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my do you God. have a couple? Jail. I mean, Prison. you you you, you asked the question. I what do you mean? Do I have a couple? Yeah, of you're course say, I got a couple. Oh, are you gonna say Florence Pugh? Yeah, I guess that's well, fair. obviously. And she is a. I know you're saying it's because you, know, you just love Florence Pugh. She was the best part about Black Widow. That's true. She is like already got like yeah. She's the done those kind of that. movies already, so. Absolutely. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, give her an action franchise. Why not? She was in uh, The 355. Unfortunately for her, that movie is not good. I watched 15 <laughs> minutes of it because my dad told me to. And um, I, I like then got a text from someone. I was like, hey, you want to hang out? And I was like, I don't even know if I do, but I don't want to finish this. So sure. Um, so, so that was tough. I, you know, I, people are going to be like, Jenna Ortega. I just don't. I see Jenna Ortega as a as a horror person. I don't know that she yeah she's got the the action stuff in, in her. Lashana Lynch, um, who was 007 actually um, in No Time to Die before she gave the handle back to James Bond. She was also in The Woman King, and she is also in Captain Marvel. I think she should have her own action film because she's great at it. She was really good in No Time to Die in that role. I don't know. There's a lot of it. But Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron. Anytime, yeah. Anytime Charlie Theron wants to be in an action movie, I'm there opening weekend because uh, I trust her. Atomic Blonde, Mad Max Fury Road. You you got two of the 
two of the best in the last 10 years. I'm out there. And Mad Max Fury mm. Road is what the one of the 10 best movies ever made. It is. Don't don't it's, it it's, is. It's definitely top 300 for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> top 300. That was so disrespectful, David. <laughs> Did actually the Hollywood Reporter released um a top 50 films of the 21st century and I don't think Mad Max Fury Road was on there. Um nor was there will be blood. So What's the Hollywood Reporter doing? Not recognizing greatness like we were when we were watching that overhead mansion sequence in John Wick 4. Hey, but I bet Interstellar was in the top 50. Yes, sir. Now I have to look you're it up. You, you're so you upset because it is. You have to vamp right now because I have to look this up. Okay. It, well, I, I bet it would be. If not that, I'd say Dark Knight even just because of Heath Ledger. There's definitely got to be a Nolan film in there, right? For sure. I, and Tarantino may not make the list, man. I just don't know. You know, I just... Actually, okay. that, I was joking. But did you see he uh, came out and officially said, like, this? my last film will be my final film. So I thought... He, he kind of made that kind of promise a couple... You know, when he yeah, first started. Yeah, he's but... going to do that. I think he's sticking to it, which is kind of sad. But also, I understand, you know, he wants to leave before he loses it, which makes sense. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I've only recognized, like, half of the movies right now. Um, he said he'd stick to acting in TV, though, so I guess he'd still be doing it. I mean, are, I'll look it up too. We are oh, not. Boom, we is. are not doing good right now. Uh, we're trying to be quirky, is what we're doing. Social network, yeah. yeah, baby. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, that checks out. Never heard of that. Um, Manchester by the Sea, Marie Antoinette. Okay, interesting. Yeah, some of these. Uh, a serious man. I've heard that's good, but I haven't seen it. I cheated and went to number one, and I'm going backwards now, and I just... What are these movies? Well... Um, hey, number four. Is it Interstellar? It's Zodiac. Oh. Yeah! Fincher. Before Sunset 22. That seems seems a little parasite. There you go. Um, David, I have bad news. It's not going to be on here, probably. I don't think it's on there. <laughs> no. The Power of the Dog 15? Are yeah. we sure? I like Wally, but top top fifteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were definitely just trying to be different and try to include everybody. Yeah, like. no, no, this is bad. No, there will be blood. No. Get Out's good, but is it the tenth best movie of the twenty first century? I, I mean, I would hear that. I, what I won't, what I won't hear is someone making an argument that um, I don't know. I got to get to a movie I don't like so I can trash it real quick hold on uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is not that good god you guys 16 over we have so wildly overrated that film what are we what are we doing it's not it's fine it's okay good it's decent yeah it's it's a decent film it's not it's not top 50 of all time it's manic pixie dream girl the movie great fantastic the gleaners and i number three what yeah, is I that? Even I guess I maybe I should add some of these to my list. I, like I haven't even heard of these, and I generally, even if I haven't seen a movie, I've heard of it. I haven't. Inside Llewellyn Davis, I've heard of that. I haven't watched that yet. I have no desire to watch. I'm not. Loki, I, I Loki thought that was Coen a documentary. Guy. It's <laughs> not. I don't know if I'm a Coen Brothers guy, and I'm also and not then, a music movie guy. Number one is Yee Yee. It's not the oh, Yee you think I've it heard is. About this movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not about well. Yeah, I've heard about that one. I think it's I think it's good. 
are supposed to be good. I Interesting. Yeah, this definitely feels like they're trying to like be different and like make sure everybody's included kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that, with trying to get a wide scope, but there's a certain point where you're like just trying to be a little too quirky and like mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson is a person who exists and makes films. And if you don't have one of his movies in your top 50 of the 21st century, I don't. I'm not really yeah. here for that. I mean, if you don't have them in your top 50 at all, you're just, you shouldn't be trusted with, you know, movie ratings Absolutely. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Speak on it, David. Tell him. You tell him. Yeah. Why are you making that face? Because I don't think I have a Paul Thomas Anderson in my top 50. Oh my gosh. Not even There Will Be Blood. I have to look. I'll look for you. I'll look right now. And then I will verbally abuse you on this podcast if you don't have one okay no you don't get to look put your phone down if you're wondering i'm not gonna change it last second i do need i need i want to rewatch is um oh whoops mm-hmm. i went on me- <laughs> i hope sorry. our viewers our listeners understand what what noise that you was. have 10 things i hate about you in your top 50 and you don't have there will be blood there will be buds that make me cry. Ten things I hate about you did. It's not supposed to make you cry. Yeah, I know. Honestly. Bro, we need to talk. Complete transparency. I've not seen There Will Be Blood in like six years. So when I watch it again, it probably will make the top 50. When you watch it again, I predict that it's going to make your top 10. <laughs> I'm probably. Serious. It, it probably like, will. You'll be like, is, is this movies? Because I some are saying I was like some are saying I was like there will be blood I don't know are we sure it's that good and then I finished and I was like oh. <laughs> I was just staring at the screen just blankly I do I'm like myself if... some Paul Dano so bro it's He's on Paramount I'm watch I gotta watch this tonight it's, I can't it's two and a half it's, hours it's it's it's, it's already so, past ten p.m. watch it now. Sophie and I are watching Murder Mystery 1, so I can't. Ew. It's not it's good. Probably, it's better than the first, though, is what I've heard. Oh, that reminds me. Melanie Laurent, French actress, should have her own action franchise. She's in Murder Boom. Mystery 2. She's fantastic in everything. Boom. So you like that movie. On that Murder note, Mystery 2? No. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, yeah. John Wick 4, good movie. An end, question mark, to a great franchise. So, some are saying. Some are saying. Anything else? Uh, no. Pet your dogs. Say, hey to, say hello to the kids for me. This has been What Do You Want to Watch? Nathan and David talking about it. You've been listening to it. See you later.